Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. Everybody's got set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Oh, saving this spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. <laughs> It's a 170. That was money. I think he's down right over there. 10 yards. Woo! Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. All right, guys. We had the last breath boys <laughs> on, man. This was a, a stellar episode. These guys are, I mean... I like this team, dude. I can see big things for their future. We can't thank them enough for coming up here and uh, doing an in-studio uh, podcast. Just so you guys know, we had the air conditioner <laughs> cranking, baby. So if you guys hear the the audio not so legit, it is hot in here. We had we had four full-grown men in here, and it was hot. So so thank well, God. Everybody else was hot. I was I was trying to get it turned off. Yeah, I know. Just so everybody's on my side. Only guy wearing <laughs> Adidas shorts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get right into the people that make this possible. Let's start off with Ingram. Ingram's about got my buck done. Ingram's yeah. outdoor obsession, so I'm ready. I'm ready, dude. I'm stoked. I'm surprised you haven't heard anything yet. I'm, because I told him to put it on the back burner and. Uh, and let you know, let him get some other. I'm gonna say because I mean, legitly, it's October fifteenth, buck. Yeah. And then I mean, there's deer going out the door. Yeah, from shotgun season and right. stuff, you know. So props to you for doing that. I yeah, mean, I was just like, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on. Put it on the back burner, and uh, I know I'll get a more quality product if he's not rushing, rushing anyway. So right. When that thing gets done, I will definitely be. Uh, I'm. De- 
be sharing some pics of it because that full sneak's going to look good. <laughs> that full sneak. I'm just waiting on deer for March. I mean, yeah. I'm, I took him deer in March. How think, How long do you think that would take to get back? <laughs> <laughs> the last deer he ever got. No. I yeah, just, and your deer's probably getting pretty close, man. D- yeah, it's, it's got to be getting close. If, yeah, if, so it's going to be excited. If, with yours both. Is, if yours is on the back burner, mine's got to be getting close. Yeah. I was just hoping, you know, we can kind of do like a team thing. But I don't want you to, you know, sacrifice that <laughs> you want much. You to wait that I, I mean, that'd be cool as shit, that you know, be. but. Do a, a, a team team, release. team reveal, you know. I'll, but I'll do it. I'll do it for no, you. I'm no, doing it for you. I don't you. want you to do that because I. I'm uh, doing it. All right. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you know, season's getting close. Don't forget him this season. Um, if you got any skull work, any shoulder mounts, uh, he's got to do it around this area or if you're traveling to this area um he'll hook you up he's done that multiple times so we can't thank chris enough for what he does uh let's get into ecw calls um i heard have you been to the new gander outdoor i have not um, i've seen that they're opening now everywhere gander outdoor not gander mountain gander outdoor Gander outdoor okay yeah. i thought that was like uh an individual deal no that's the gander mountain yeah. so it's just like it's not like is it like Gander Mountain? No, it's supposed to be just you know how like they they focus on a lot of camping stuff. Yeah, Gander Outdoor is supposed to be more like hunting, hunting, stuff, hunting related. And then are they targeting local business yep. in their area, yep. like wherever the store yep. is? I mean, that's badass. Yeah, so so you can find uh, all ECWS calls there at the Gander uh, Mountain in Peoria. So that's super excited for him. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, he's he's in Presley's in our area too. Um, all his turkey calls, his grunt tubes, everything he's got to offer. Uh, we're going to start offering them on our website. Yep. Um, we're going to offer them, if you want to get real legit with the podcast, we're going to offer them in, uh, in with the podcast logo or without the podcast logo, whatever you guys would like. Um, you're, uh, you're supporting a veteran-owned, veteran-operated company when you buy ECW calls, all handmade, all American-made by a by a 22-year veteran. So uh, Jeff has put in some serious work on his calls. Uh, I had super good success with it this turkey season. Um, the purr on that on that sucker is... I'm going to tell you, dude, that... that. And then this year, I'm going to be rocking that Slayton glass. Combo. I was going to save that. I was going to save it, but, yeah. man, I cannot wait to get yeah, that. that Slayton glass combo is, yes. is going to be nice, so... But I, I probably drove by the tree Jeff is using for these products for, you know, eight years. The, the, is, all his products are coming right out from the local area, and you can't ask for a better product when you get it in your hand and you, you use it. it. It sounds great. Yeah, his grunt tube is nice. I mean, the, oh, the difference in tone you can get from the tube. Yes, it's a five-tone grunt tube. Yeah. That's, that's a wood a wood top. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and you can make it custom to whatever you want. So. Yeah, if you want a name, if you want a number, it don't matter what you want. Yeah, on logo, whatever you He's want. He's got it. I mean, you he can, can do it. You, he can do it. So, all right, let's let's hit him with some veteran talk. You know, we we cover the veteran broadhead a lot on this episode, but this one on is, this podcast on this oh, podcast, yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't I didn't know where you're going there. Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah, on so, this podcast. Yeah, but this this one. If you follow us on Facebook, or if you've seen their Facebook page, they put out a <laughs> post, and uh, like we always say, the the veteran broadhead is it's red, white, and blue. I mean, these are Texas boys; they love their patriotism. Um, it's a veteran-owned, veteran-operated, American-made company, just like ECW. They're putting out 
a 100% American-made broadhead, not Chinese blades, not a German blades. This is American-made steel, boys. You all right over there? You sound pretty serious right now. I Are you serious. okay? I'm serious. This, right. this, this post moved me. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, and it's it's a lot of blue, it's a lot of white, and a little bit of red. Just the ring. Right. And they said, well, your job is to put some more red on it by sending it through a critter and getting that blood trail. Damn I'm, right it is. Yeah, I mean that right there. That's that's some badass marketing. That's that's more marketing to me than saying, "Hey, this famous guy shoots his brother." <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Go out there and put some more red, white, and blue on this American flag, freedom fighting broadhead, singing singing the national anthem all the way to freaking Boonertown. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm telling you guys, if you shoot that broadhead this year. And you, I don't care if you knock down a forked horn, if you knock down a yearling doe, a, a mature doe, or a 197. Send that picture to Matt because he's going to rep it all the way. Yeah, send it to us too because we're going to share it. The veteran yes. putting down anything. Just just share it. Yeah, That's all you got to do, share, man. Share that veteran. Just, just After you send it, share it. Yeah, after you hear the national anthem for the first time, like yeah, I'm just gonna shoot these rest of my life. Then wrapping it up. Yep. Let's get into our uh, our veteran VIP shout out. We got a pretty special one here, um, coming from the owner and uh, creator of the veteran broadhead. This week on the VIP veteran broadhead shout out, we got Greg King, who is a Navy veteran. He was a submariner and was also the co-developer of the Hog Log by VIP. He also worked on the particle accelerators with Matt Futuray. At VIP, so I can tell you right now, Greg King is a very smart man. Yeah, he is a very <laughs> smart man. I guarantee you that. So, uh, thank you, Greg King. Uh, we can't thank you enough. Um, we and to and to be, you know, to create helping create the hog log. Um, that's something me and homie want to do. We want to shoot some hogs so bad. We, I mean, if anybody can get it, well, what did I tell you earlier this week? I think it was Monday while you didn't work, and I was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I told you I have my mindset up. 2019, I'm going on a pig hunt. Yeah, somewhere guaranteed pig. Guaranteed, hunt. we got to do it. We got to do it. We got to go somewhere. Somewhere. It would be cool if we could call and be like, "Hey, two weeks. You know, I need I need like four hog logs out." Yeah, that'd be that'd sweet. be cool. Be like, yeah, we need to rest some hog logs. And get them out and rocking and rolling and, right. and then shoot some big boars. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. That'd be very nice. All right. We're going to hit the newest partner of the podcast, and that would be Scentlock. Um, the new craze for Scentlock is the 400 Radial B. Um, this is the 360 Ozone Generator. Um, good for anywhere that you can use it um, in our studio. With with four grown men, man. Yeah, we. Sh- I'm glad that thing's on pre-order because we need it in the mail because yes. it was getting stinky in here. Right. My ozone uh, room, my room clean is in the house with the with the dogs. So we should holding down the new baby smell, yeah, yeah, holding down the dog yeah. smell. We should we should have had it out here in the studio. <laughs> Shut up, Matt over there just from, just <laughs> ripping them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, there's there's a the new product just came out. Um, you can use this anywhere, 360 uh, degrees, ozone, eight-hour battery life, rechargeable battery, charge your cell phone. Replaceable battery. Replaceable battery. I mean, 
Um, it's not any bigger than a 24 or, or is yeah. it a 32 ounce? A monster can. It's a, yeah. a monster can is, is whatever, what they said. Yeah, whatever a regular monster can is, is the size of this ozone unit. Completely quiet, no beeps, no noise on the fan. Nope. Um, we're excited to try it out and um, lucky enough to be partnered with them so we can get this product and uh, get the news out to you before uh, before the masses can get a hold of it. So you guys can use our 15% off coupon code on this brand new product from Oz and Scentlock. So it is capital B, capital A, dash, 15, dash, capital K, capital H, zero, nine. I know that's a mouthful, but homie's going to figure out where you can just copy and paste it and send it because that's what we like to do. Right on. So if you guys are trying to get all that into your brain, um, I've got a button created on our website, whitetaillegacypodcast.com. And if you scroll down to the bottom of our homepage, it'll have our partners. And under that, you'll see Scentlock. And right next to Scentlock, you'll be able to see our 50% off code. You should be able to copy and paste it right into your Scentlock order. And um, Yeah, so you can just copy-paste that. And Click the scent lock link, go straight to their website, boom. paste it, boom, done deal. So done deal. And then any sales that come from you guys, uh, scent lock knows came from us. So we, if you're gonna buy some scent lock, man, use that code. You get a deal. It helps support this podcast and uh, helps us grow into the stratosphere, baby. And it does not work on clearance items. Yep, clearance items. It will not work. So if you something's already on sale, the the code will not work. We need to put that out there because we tried that and yep. it did not work. So, Other than that, man, I'm ready to get into the last breath. Let's get into the last breath, man. Uh, These like, guys. Yeah, I know. They're so much fun, man. And they're so cool and down-to-earth guys that, that you they, like just want to hang out with. You know, it's, it's really cool to find some guys that, you know, you can um, look up to but think that they're not at the level that we view them at because they're at just a super high level. Yeah. But when you talk to them, they're and, so humble and and they think they think that they need to do so much better. They right. just need to grow. And, right. And I mean, we just talked to Matt and Jesse tonight. But if you talk to Garrett or Logan or Jeff or you know anybody else a part of them, I mean, they're they're all just super humble people, and that is. Really? I think that's why we connect to them so much because uh, yeah, they give the you know it's super you know, awesome some some podunks like us they give us the time to come talk to us about whitetail knowledge about filming and stuff and teach us you know and they're not too uppity uppy to spend some just time. like hey, yeah yeah well we shoot big deer yeah but, you know they're well, not they're, yeah I want to hear about your one seventy four yeah or whatever you know, you and, know. You know I want to I want to I want to shoot big deer so you know and they're they're not they're spreading their knowledge. And, and they're spending time with us. I mean, and that, that means a lot. That's so. super cool. All right, guys. We hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get right into it. We're good. All right, guys. We got Last Breath in studio. We're going to cover some tactics of how they hunt. They hunt kind of different than most people and are super successful. And uh, we're having a, a hell of a time with them in the studio. This has a, been a blast. So we, uh, we're going to get right into it. What, what do you want to talk about, Ryan? Well, I just want to talk about, you know, you guys kind of hunt on unorthodox than most people would think. You know, Matt, you've shot some deer off the ground. Um, we'll get into some of them hunts later, but how do you just go about getting 
how do you go about hunting off the ground versus being in a tree? Well, I mean, growing up, just, you know, from from when I started, I even, you know, my granddad and I, that, that was my hunting buddy back when I was 10, 11 years old, and that's all we did. You know, he used to go out prior to shotgun season, he'd set up about six or eight square bales and make a blind out of it, and we'd just post up in sleeping bags and just hang out. So, I mean, the roots are deep in that aspect. We just hang out, sleeping bags, and, you know, you know, vanilla wafers and just chill out there in our car hearts and just just hang out and shoot deer. And, you know, it, I guess it's never really left over, you know, 18 years of hunting. And it's uh, you, probably something that's never going to leave. Do you still wear a wafer today? No. No? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> were, you talking, were you talking like vanilla wafers? Yeah, like, like vanilla wafers. <laughs> and like the snack? Like the snacks. Okay, like you were thinking about like the not, scent wafers. Oh, well, we had those too, yeah. you know, the earth scent. He's talking you know, about vanilla wafers, we're man. We're talking like strawberry, the vanilla. The clothes pins <laughs> on each side of your hat. Oh, yeah, and, man. You got to, that was, that was the, the shit back then, earth scent. Yeah. Got to smell like the earth. Yeah, we got to smell like <laughs> the, the dirt dirtiest pile. dirt you ever smelled yeah. in your life. When you put like you get your you get your hunting sack out and you're like, man, I'm gonna throw some walnuts in there. You know, yeah. a couple a couple leaves. Dad, Dad used to always say, "There's no greater cover scent than what's out there." Yeah. So he when we started hunting, he'd roll around on the ground, cover himself in grass. He'd throw corn and shit in yeah. his camo tote and. He's like, that's the best cover yeah. scent you're going to find. Walking like cow, walk cow patties, you know, to cover your scent on your boots. Oh, Just yeah. so if you got a hunt of cattle patch, you walk in there, cover your, cover everything. See, I'm kind of, I kind of think like that too. Like, I feel like the first weekend I go hunting, you know, October 1st or 4th, whatever the first weekend is I can get out. I feel like I always get busted by a doe. And then, like, I feel like I just get, like, a buildup of nature on my clothes. And as the season goes on... I feel I, I I don't I don't get busted, but right. I feel like that first weekend you know you don't I, I you know you wash your clothes you get them all sent free you hang them on the clothesline let the breeze blow through them dry them out, but that first time in the stand I feel like I always get busted because you're up there doing the and you're and you're and you're rusty you know you're <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not, rusty, you're not honed yeah. you're not honed and you're not prepared for that first encounter too. But sometimes. then like after that first weekend you know I just feel like I got a nice natural build up on my clothes and you know I'm undetectable at that point. For the most part. Yeah. No, yeah. I used to do it. I still do it. Sometimes Jesse laughs at me. I'm lay around like I'm like a dog on their back, itching your clothes on the ground, doing snow angels and stuff in the grass, trying to get some cover scent on, on top of everything we already do. I mean, with our scent lock and our code blue scents and everything else. I mean, we're locked up tight most of the time. Uh, Jesse, how'd you how'd you grow up hunting? You know, with with the scent game. I mean, to be honest, I didn't start hunting until I was like, I don't know, a little older. I like, I don't know, thirteen, fourteen ish. I didn't grow up in it. I so to, I I had the little wafer thing. I thought you know that was the cool look to be, but um, yeah, I just started shotgun hunting and then uh, just kind of went with it, and here we are today. I guess see, kind of gradually grow. I kind of like a wafer just like hanging out in my bag, you know, yep. in my Oz bag, like not like, I'm not wearing it in the stand, you know, but I just right. like it to be around my clothes. Right. True. Your dad used to always, you know, clothes pin them to the visors in his truck <laughs> and have that shit hanging in there. I he mean, I remember as that. a kid, I remember as a kid, like when I was young, we'd hunt two people with the same climber. 
He'd take me just Jesus. to take me out hunting, and I'd sit on the seat, and he'd stand the whole hunt. Oh, man. In the same climber, you know. That's tricky business when you're you know, a little kid. It seems a little sketch. Just to get right? out in the woods, he'd take me just so I could go yeah. bow hunting with him. Man. We did some, some neat stuff. <laughs> that's how we all that's how we've all come up just doing sketchy stuff and um i mean as as we get older we kind of find our own thing and then you know you kind of get into the industry you guys are in and doing your thing you find out man eh, we probably shouldn't have done Should've that done <laughs> <laughs> right i trust me i could look back i mean and just be like wow you know it, that was wild well, we still think that a lot of times here anymore with the stuff we do. Right. People are always shaking their heads like, oh, my God, it's are you that, serious? It's something we really it? we really go unorthodox everywhere. It's basically but, just one farm. And I mean, it's just because that's, that's how we hunt it. I mean, I'm, we have a tree stand on it. There's a tree stand, but we but don't hunt it. We don't. Right. I mean, but, we, we, we have a goal usually before deer season. we got to kill one something stupid way. We've got to do something dumb. Every other here. place we go to, I mean, we're, we're hunting with, you know, tree stands or whatever but the one farm is is like the ground and pound farm and that's what we do there and the way you guys have kind of explained that ground you gotta hunt it i mean it's an unorthodox farm to begin with oh you yeah. Know? yeah there's nothing so, there i mean so you, i mean you could there's plenty of places to have a stand it's just why do it when you don't have to yeah when you could be tucked up in the weeds and going all getting all the action going all you know guerrilla warfare on these deer and <laughs> that's you just, a, they don't ex, that's the thing you don't they don't expect it they ex, that's when they least expect it like i there's been multiple deer that we you know could have shot like i could have shot a probably 140 inch 11 pointer last year that was three that he was all up in our grill and he had no idea we were there and there's have been several other deer that we've could have shot that we let go Oh, yeah. the, the four deer that we have killed on that farm have been just that's the ones we you know we wanted went in there to, to kill or wanted to shoot and accomplished our goal i still will one day shoot a deer out of her barn in her backyard <laughs> i will do it so with you saying that jesse like do you feel like when you pass a deer you know that you're going to get another chance at him next year you know he's going to live and, and be there next year to hunt with this farm no yes and no i mean the goal our i mean matt's goal and i is mature deer only the farm that we we do all of our our uh, ground and ground game on is is a farm where like some of these deer like they'll be there one year and not the next never again so sometimes. we kind of we we rolled the dice with this deer um that i passed this year because he was there the year before and he miraculously come back so we rolled the dice with him hopefully he's going to come back and he should be pretty should impressive be, should be a pretty solid buck i mean over the last four or five years, I mean, in all honesty, there's been maybe one or two deer that have been there multiple years over, like I said, the course of the last several years. And we've ran cameras on it. And hell, there was one year I ran cameras clear up till like second week of November and didn't even have a deer over 100 inches on there. So we just quit going. We just left it alone. And then some years you get almost booter on there or you get a couple 140s. And, you know, more often than not, when they're there you got to kill them because like i said and he said you know they're, they're probably not going to be there again would i kill that deer on another farm probably not but since they're there it's a good solid animal you know i'd be happy to wrap a tag around a 140 like most people in this world if it's four and a half year old deer or older and if they're there we're going to kill them i mean 
hopefully this year there's a couple of them that show up. It's kind of kind of been our ace and ace in the hole really. The last couple of years when it ain't shaking somewhere else, we go check it out and do a little scoping around and more often times than not there's something there lurking we just got to figure out how to kill it so how i don't know what i was gonna ask there i was gonna you had something good i, I did like. i did the way you were <laughs> um, looking at me man i step out for two minutes yeah i know podcast I, I held it shit. down until then <laughs> um you just had to piss no, I, I, mm. I ain't seen my son in two weeks, so I had to go say what's up to him. No, that's probably oh, well, a good idea. Good. Him and mom and the other the boys are going on a walk. <laughs> so, what's up with these? Do you, do your your girlfriends and fiancés go on walks? Oh, like, yeah. Just go on walk. Oh, okay. We're getting, no, getting, yeah. getting back, back to serious. Oh, we're getting back to hunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how do you go about aging the deer that you're getting on trail cam? I mean, I... I I look at their body more so, more often times than not. I look at their, I mean, their rack will only tell you so much. I mean, some deer are totally different than others. I mean, every deer is different, but some deer will be incredibly massive at a young age, or some deer will be spindly, clear through their whole life. I have one on my wall right now that's, you know, tiny mass, but he was a four and a half year old deer just because I know I had history with him. But I, I look at, I look at their face, I look at their chest, I look at their, their rump, their the way their belly comes into their rump, and I mean, more often times than not, we're we're pretty close within a year or two. I mean, it's it's everybody knows it's pretty easy to tell those five plus year old deer. You know, they're. I mean, I hate to be stereotypical, but you can tell an old dude when you see an old dude. You know, he's saggy skin everywhere. His belly's drooped. His back swayed. He just just looks elderly. He's like he's drawn. He, oh, he yeah. just looks like he's drawn Social Security. Yeah. I mean. Can't wait to those days and be a hunting. Well, there won't be social security when we're that age. We draw my retirement just hunting every day. Like the deer Jesse shot a couple years ago, tank. That deer was ancient beyond words. He didn't have any teeth in his head. Had a shed off of him from when he was four and a half, maybe five and a half. For four years prior, at least four years prior to when Jesse killed him, deer vanished for four years completely. And in a farm, we've ran cameras on every single year, and we never got him, never got him, never got him. And then the year before Jesse killed him, we had him on camera, but didn't know it was him because of the way his rack was deformed. Mm-hmm. He had a he had a weak side, and we just didn't put two and two together until after Jesse had already killed him. We're like, holy shit, you know that was that was Tank the year before, and he was a totally different name. And it's it's strange how some years they'll be something, and some years they'll be completely, completely different. And a funny thing that happened to Jesse, which I think is great. He shot this busted up old buck and he literally broke like one of his tines off the the night, like the morning of the day Jesse shot him, broke a tine well, off. We like within a two hour time a, frame, broke a tine off. We had been, we, we'd been on this deer pretty hard and, and I don't know why, but I was like, I'm going to kill this deer. It was like, he wanted, oh, he wanted him. What even big? He was just old. 120 inch shit rack old eight yeah. pointer. That just like, was just like what? 290 pounds in it, October. It was like it was like it just old. Like I want to I want to beat him in his own game. So we had seen him. We had seen him once, like October 9th. Like just standing out in the middle of the weed patch, just looking around. And then like, October 20, I never. I killed him on the 24th. The 23rd, it's like 95 degrees, and Matt and I are like, "Well, we could hunt, but let's just not." They were not good. So we were just driving the road, see what was out, and we're driving, and I'm like, "Some bitch." That was a buck. I'm like, there's a buck. Back up, and backs up, and 
we look out and there's the deer i'm wanting to kill on him like 150 yards from our deer stand and he ran and jumped and stood like 20 yards yeah. from the stand. Oh, I'm like, just yeah. like what's up dude so and he had his time at this that point day, he too. had all eight points or he had seven he had seven eight. points at that point and then so the next day i get off work and i'm like you know bust my tail down to go climbing they're picking the, corn across the road from us climbing the stand it's like well we're probably gonna kill him and this then, is like five o'clock and it's getting dark at like eight o'clock and the damn thing i'm like jesse I, I like to piss with him when we're hunting i'm like oh there's buck there's buck and there ain't shit around <laughs> <within miles." laughs> so i get him all wound up and he he finally was like to the point it's already like mid-october and he's this wrote me off like he's wrote me off like yeah fuck you you know you're not any deer around and i'm like no there's he's right there <laughs> and he's 20 yards walking right at us yeah. i'm like had enough time to turn the camera on and he's like you better right be here. killing him like right now, or yeah. you're not gonna kill him. And and we killed him, but we got yeah. lucky enough to we get back to him, and he's broke his G2, his G3 off. And I'm we like, didn't have any time to look at him, and you're not gonna pass an eight and a half, nine and a half year old deer anyway, regardless of what he has. We pulled the card that night. He ran by, chased the doe by the stand, stopped right in front of the camera. He had seven points. Comes back the next, you know, like that two night. hours later, and he has he has six points. Broke <laughs> like, off another time within yeah, two hours. Yeah, be kidding me. And this this place, uh, I know it's one of our bullet points down the line, but this place is. We talked about it earlier, you know, how sign just like miraculously appears, and it, it's the same situation goes this farm. I don't know what it is about this property, but it's full of plum full of crab apple trees. I'm sorry, I jumped down the line a little bit. No, that's no. fine. I was just trying it, to get it's, Cody it's, up to speed. It's, it's yeah. plum full of crab apple trees, and I don't know what it is about this property that is different than anything we hunt, but every tree is six inches around, and you'll be 15th October, there won't be nothing. Like two, three days later, every tree, 60, 80, <laughs> 90 trees in this place is just toward hell. Look like you just took a cheese grater and everything in there, and it's just like, what happened in three days? What deer is it? It's what? Which up. one is it? Uh, there's a 60-acre, 80-acre sanctuary right across the road. Like, what the hell is in here that wasn't here two days ago when we're getting does and dinks on camera? And it's just like, just at the flip of a light switch, just everything. And like every tree, there's scrapes everywhere. Like... There's limbs busted off all over the place. Like, you can't walk 10 feet without seeing a rub so... on a six-inch tree. And you're like, there's... 200 inch deer in there when you know there's not but i'd say just it's like the size of the trees october october 20th is like it's it's sickening game. like most people would think like there's a superstar <laughs> mega whopper giant in here and it's some 130 inch eight pointer that's just growly just, as hell just, and he's just yeah. he's just, just ra- ready to bang just, some does he's thinks just he's, he's just <laughs> raping these trees in here because he's pissed off at everything thinks he's king dick yeah just ready to Run one tree rampant. literally like 20 yards from one of our stands was the big round as Jesse's waist. Yeah. And it was rubbed clean, yeah. like just two and a half, three <laughs> foot tall rub. Like you're talking some of the biggest rubs you've ever seen. Most people have ever seen in their lives. And it's like, we went on that doe hunt and we walked by one. I was like, is that a deer rub? <laughs> and the homie's like, I'm talking, it's like a, it looks like, like an elk a, did it's it. It's like a tree, man. It's like a full-grown tree. <laughs> it was picture-worthy. And you could just see the brow tines, just gouge. the gouge marks yeah, in the it. Yeah, the gouge marks. I'm like, is that a rub? And homie's like, yeah. I'm like, 
what did you know? You automatically what the hell did that? It's like, probably like a hundred ten inch. You're thinking eight. in your head like, is it this deer or is yeah. it some deer? I have Which no one? idea who it I'm is. I'm like, well, yeah, that buck did break off two brow tines, so that's probably <laughs> <laughs> it's probably him. It's probably yeah. laying at the base of this but tree. But it, it would literally blow your mind. Like if you were to drive by this place, you'd be like, no, no way, no way, no way, no way. And then if you were to walk in there with us like one day, like mid mid to late October, you'd be like. Looking over your shoulder, like Jesus Christ, this is like Jurassic Park. It's like Jurassic Park in this place. <laughs> Literally, it's like God damn, where are these guys hunting over here? Yeah, homie stands just like that, like nothing, and then it's just tore up, man. Homie, when I showed homie the spot, he's like, "Damn, dude, how many rubs are here?" I'm like, "Dude, pretty much from here to this cornfield, here to the next county, just rub. After it's just rub, rub after rub after rub." But I'm like. Ain't gonna be here, you know. I pulled that camera October twenty fifth. Nothing, you know. And then, kabammy. You know, and we're trying to figure out, you know, if they're hitting it going out to the field, or if, you know, if it's nocturnal, or what, what, you know, how it's getting hit. And sure as shit, we like, you know, doing a little survey of it, and they're hitting on the way going out and on the way coming in. These so, deer definitely are bedding on this place. Like, there's no bedding area on this place whatsoever. Maybe a couple little spots they could lay down in the weeds where they could see two, three hundred yards. Like, no, it's literally a, a cattle pasture that's overgrown. Like, I'm, I'm positive no, that deer that I killed was living there. Well, Tank was probably living there, yeah. The, there's people that live right down the road that saw the deer laying out in the cornfield when cars drive by. He lays his head flat on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody just, can see him. He's just old. He's like, yeah, I'm not getting up, man. <laughs> he's, like, I, he's like, I'm, I'm over it, yeah. man. Yeah, you see me. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> if you want to come out here and shoot me, try. I got the nose of a 90-year-old. <laughs> like, he is, that deer just, I, 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 I truly believe after they get so old, they just don't care anymore. Like they, they get senile to a certain degree after they get to that seven and a half, eight and a half, nine yeah, and a half I've, year old. I've, they uh, get senile. I've talked to people. I've asked people that question on here. You know, the older the older a buck gets, do they seems like they I get they more get daylight yeah, active. Yeah. I think you know so too. I mean? like, yeah, they beat the odds so many times yeah. they get a little many, just like just like us. If you know you keep winning, you keep winning, you keep winning, you're gonna start relaxing a little bit and like, oh yeah, I've walked by this tree. 200 times and nothing's ever happened yeah that one time you know he's dead yeah it it almost seems like you know just the way i mean i'm mark jury explains you know like five and a half or or six and a half you know that's you know but you know four and a half like he might spend that whole year nocturnal and you're not gonna see him you know three and a half you might get a couple couple pictures of him daylight and you might see him a couple times hunting but you pass him and then four and a half it just seems like he's all nocturnal five and a half he might still carry that but you know definitely when they're six and a half and later it just seems like they don't give a shit about nothing i feel like it's they're more confident in the area and and they're like okay now i'm the big dick around here you know i'm six and a half you know i'm i'm cruising this area this is kind of my own place you know and i'm running i know exactly what's here exactly where it's at like they yeah, and, you know, everybody says their core area shrinks, you know, as they get older, so that could just boost their confidence into sure. what you guys are saying right there, you know? Yeah, like, I'm I'm confident he was living Tank in Tank was camp. dumber than the post. Like, it was, it was yeah. sickening how I mean, stupid the deer was. Like, we could, probably could have killed him earlier, but we just wanted to make sure he was doing what he was doing before we went in there to hunt him. Like we probably, I think we had an encounter with him like within the first five days of October, and the first yeah. thing in the morning, but we didn't realize and put what two and two together was. that was actually him, because it was first light. We just caught a glimpse of a rack through the trees, but hell, we could have killed him probably 
week and a half sooner if we would have just Went been in. been less tentative about it. So I we we haven't asked this question to a guest in a while. So I want to know from both of you guys. I'm 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 different than homie. So do you like a bluebird day or do you like a rainy? I like a shitty kind of rainy nasty crappy day. day. Very good question. Yeah. Good. Crap. The crappier the better. See, I'm the same way. I love them crappy. It's been raining. It's na- and homie's like. Hell, I like it when it's 40, the sun's shining. <laughs> like, like, if it's been raining for two or three days yeah. and it's getting ready to break, yeah. if you're not out there like an hour or two before that weather breaks, you're yeah. an idiot, yeah. in but my yeah, opinion. You need to be there because as soon as that weather breaks, they've been laid up, they're ready to get up, stretch your legs, and go. But yep, you know how I everybody agree. talks like, you know, oh, it's a high pressure, it's a, oh, it's yeah. a, you know, it's a sunny day. Thermals are going straight up, you know. We've we've tried that. We've You know, like, we even – in. I watched the juries. Everybody watched the juries. Like, I watched him on one day. He said, "If you're not hunting green tonight, you're a fool." Yeah. So we went hunted green, and we didn't see Dick. Yeah. It's just and like w- what I mean. It's t- it's totally farm specific. Yeah. Like we hunted over the probably the best looking brassica field you probably ever see in your lifetime. <laughs> yeah, like that's our, something I will say. You guys are food plots. I've been watching on Instagram. Like our, our brassicas <laughs> are stupid. When we grow brassicas, they get knee high by the end of september and yeah. there's radishes bigger than the ball bat and there's there hit them hit them hit them and then yeah, yeah. like they yeah. just they, they, they just quit as soon as october hits they're done they don't touch them they you don't think it's because they're like a little bit further south that they're hitting green later in the year i don't know if it gets too tall and too thick they don't want to walk in it yeah. just like our beans we, we cross plant our beans we yeah. checkerboard our beans and a couple of years ago, we had probably the, our best stand of beans. They were waist high, thick as hell. Yeah, we were like professional farmers. We, 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 we had a like se- we had a seventy a, plus bushel acre. It was of the beans. first year we planted beans, and Matt and I got down the or planted them, and they come up, and we're like, "Man, this is easy. This is this is awesome." <laughs> and that you only saw forage marks just on the perimeter. Like I think the beans genuinely got too thick. The deer didn't want to go through them, and I. I Dad always said that, and I've always thought that myself. They're just like a human. They're going to take the path of least resistance. Yeah. And that's why we mow deer trails that we also walk in and out on mm-hmm. to go to our stands. We mow trails. We mow sections where they're going to have a scrape tree. We keep it nice and open so these deer are more apt to not traipse through knee-high weeds, chest-high weeds on a person. Then they're just going to walk on that easy trail right where you want them to go. And more oftentimes than not, they it seems like they do. Yeah. I've had that happen, and I've had it be the, op- the complete the exact opposite. opposite yeah. I, I packed a weed eater in with a metal blade, you know. Yeah. Like one of my best stands is it's just like cockaburr sitting, <coughs> you know. I mean, and you can't walk through there. Like I got one of like the late season felt, yeah. you know. Can't wear nah. the the, old, the, yeah. the good scent like yeah. covert yeah. deluxe suit that's you, just cockaburr. Yeah, you can't you can't wear it because you're cockaburr. But it's just I, like a magnet. I was like, I'm gonna weed eat a trail. Right where this down fence crossing is, you know, I know they're using it right to my stand. So I did that, right? Small bucks, does all day. The big deer will just push through right it. through the oh, yeah. skirt that like shit and stay in the brush yeah, where they it's can just like, hide. No, no big deal. But like I was telling you how my north piece is so much different than my south piece. My south piece is pretty much open timber. The north has got that like undergrowth, the honeysuckle, and yeah, the honeysuckle, the cockaburr, and that's where the big deer like to hide out because they feel. I think they feel more secure there, and also 
there's an endless amount of does, so I feel like they're up there's there. There's no reason for them to leave. I'm sure there's food, yeah. there's water, they, there's they put does. Their, they put themselves in a position where they can see 150, 200 yards, yeah. and they pick off whatever comes by, yeah. and they take them right back where he knows he can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what Jimmy Steve did to us last year, we hunted him and hunted him and hunted him and we saw it was it was it was kind of one of the funniest things like he the the one of the last days we hunted him he cha- he dogged a doe t- within six yards of our stand right so we're like we're we're not leaving until he leaves that doe so about two o'clock in the afternoon we see a doe coming from the direction they came sure as shit he's 20 yards behind her he walks her to the front door Leaves her and turns around and goes back to the bedroom. Yeah, yep. Just like he's escorting her out. Yeah. Like thanks for thanks for <laughs> the good time. Yeah. I never seen sent her like, on her way. Kissed her goodbye and sent her on her way and turned around and went right back walk, where he came from. Walked her to the creek crossing. I'm bow in hand. Literally like, to the creek crossing. All I had to do was jump through happen. the creek. Yep. She crosses 27 yards. I'm like, if he does the same thing, all he had to do was take like seven more steps. Yep. Dead. Nope. Turn back around. Walk right back to away. where he was bedded at with her. It's like. Walked her to the door, smacked her on the ass, and said her goodbye. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Tim. So what do you guys do with all your unused film? I mean, where is it at? Just, it's just, just in a hard drive, and it's just, for Grant to dabble in with whatever he feels like, just, making something funny or just, making something raw yeah. or whatever. He, just, it's all folder-specific for us. Yeah. I mean, I, I break it down. I have a 2017 folder. I have a 2016 folder. I have a 2018 folder. I break it down trail camera pictures i break it down into farm specific deer specific trail camera pictures i have hunt each hunt on a date i have in the in the details of it i have what happened on the hunt b-roll shots on the hunt i mean there's there's stuff everywhere that he can just pick from pick wherever into. he wants to pick b-roll shots pick deer shots like this deer is three and a half years old he he uh knows where he needs to go and look and find stuff yeah. drone shots he Garmin verb shots. I mean, he knows at this point Love now the drone, where to man. look. Oh, yeah. Love the drone. I just That's crashed it. mine the other day again. Yeah. I had it like six feet off the ground. I don't know how it wrecked, but it, <laughs> it. Well, the first time it crashed, it was like 120 feet in the air, and it plinkoed through a tree. Man, those those drone shots are. It's sweet. Dude. They're sweet. Dude, God. I'm gonna say it's so limited of of the people that can do that, and then when you get it, you're just like, holy hell, you know? Or yeah. when just a normal person sees it, you're just like. My favorite shots I've taken so far are the the harvest shots that yes. I had last year. We we mentioned that at it's your launch sweet. party when you guys were over the top of the, the combine, combine yeah, with the corn shooting like, in it. Oh, dude, that yeah. was so. I literally ass. took that a half a yeah. mile from my house. Yeah. Yeah. I flew the drone from my yard to the combine. Dude, I think was... we were taking we were doing something and we saw the combine and we're like, we've got to try it. So yeah. we're standing side by side and we're. Matt's flying it, and it's just like you see it in the screen, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is epic!" Yeah, it was. That yeah. was epic. We we mentioned that to Garrett. Like, dude, that was one of the best shots that we've seen. You know, that was yeah. a, a badass shot. You know. So, uh, Matt, you you were just talking about you know um, you got every trail cam specific, every hunt folder specific when you send it. Um, so are you are you counting that basically as like a hunt journal? Or, um, I mean, I reference it t- from time to time. I, yeah. I, I, the reason I killed Stan, I referenced my yep. trail camera pictures from the year prior. And the night before I killed him, I got on our little, we got a little group where we discuss topics that are last breath related so nobody else can see it. And we just kind of bounce stuff, bounce topics off each other. And we, uh, I said the night before I killed him, I said, well, he's in here on October 25th last year in the daylight of a morning. 
and it's October 26th, I said, I'm going to try him. I'm going in there to kill him. And it was right around the same same weather, exactly as far as temperature, same wind. And I'm like, there's a pretty good opportunity that it's 24 hours difference from when, I, from when he was in there the year before. I've got a pretty good chance to kill him. And within probably about an hour of when he was in there the year before, I killed him the next the following year. See, that's another question I ask a lot, is that repeated... I think it's true. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some deer this year that we've already, that we had last year that we passed that are, we've already gotten our heads like customers. We're going to go like this. We've got this week he was in there every day. I'll know more here in about. Oh, by the end of next week. Yeah, yeah. You guys got to get show my number up, so you can text me all yeah. your knowledge. Like if this feller like, shows up on trail camera on, Oct- on July 27th, he's going to be a routine customer, and I yeah. know when we're going to hunt him. But, yeah, like, there's this deer that we've got. And he was in this – He was. I was hunting Jimmy Steve as hard as I could, and there was this other deer that we were going to maybe shoot if we saw him, maybe not. This year's a definite going to shoot him, and he was in there every single day for, like, two hours. And yeah, they say like that three day period. Yep. You know, it's yeah. three days every year that they're going to be back in the same area within a three day time period. And you hear multiple people say that, but like I don't know why. Like in my mind, I'm like, there's no way that's possible. I don't know why, but it just do- it doesn't seem. But the know, deer don't know it's November 10th. Right. Really, the deer, know. the don't. deer know where the hot does are though. Oh you yeah. Know, at this time, so in my mind, if I think, okay, I don't make sense. I don't know if they're a creature. I I would I would think they're a creature of habit. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I know I where mean, the they, good. They know about yeah. that. I'm I'm sure they have in their wiring somewhere. Like they know that's the time of the year they need to go. I need to go check that scrape I made last year and make sure nobody else is in here dicking around yeah. trying trying to take my ass. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I need to be in here looking around scaring off any other deer like mac jr was 150 class three and a half year old we had running around this last year and as soon as jimmy steve showed up gone he's gone gonzo yeah and jimmy steve's just four and a half year old 160 inch deer you know yeah no big deal nothing there's no just about it he's a fantastic (laughs) buck mind you but just the fact that it's it you know he came in there around the same time the year before and the same time the year you know last year and Every it seemed like every nice buck we had just vacated as soon as he showed up and started checking his scrapes like he did the year before, started making his rounds like within days and I, I I'm I'm gonna say consistently they're they're a creature habit. They're gonna do it year in and year out within like you said, that three, four day time period, just like Phantom did. Every nine days he was making his cycle. loop. It's true. I mean making wow. a cycle. If you, if you if you pay attention to your trail cameras, which I'm sure you guys do, but everybody else out there, if you if you have a buck you want to target, look back at the year before and then go in and hunt him. Like, cause most I wouldn't say I can't per- guarantee it, but most likely he's going to be around. Telling you the buck nest early. Uh, you got to get I, in I, there. I got to risk God. it early. This guy's. What do you think it. about risking it early? Not in the morning. Don't I don't, like, morning. Morning. I don't like morning. You can't go early. in the morning. Telling you. And le- and he's got trail cam picks in the daylight, early October, some, like nine got, or ten in the morning. And I'm like, if you got it, if you don't go first thing. Yeah. yeah. If they're if let, they're let moving the if they're clear. moving late morning, wait till them, the, wait till the first yeah. morning movement let, goes it subsides. The let them go to bed, get them off the fields, let them get out of the way, and then slip in there yeah. an hour after daylight and try to kill him. That's a good plan. Yeah. I told him don't bust them off the field. Yeah. I don't think they're on the field though. I I think they're betting exactly where he has that camera. 
And I told him, if you go in there early and hunt them, you're going to bust them. That's yeah. what I told him. Because these bucks are like nonchalant, just cruising, <laughs> nine in the morning. I'm like, it's what primo. is this deer doing? It's like October 3rd or, you know, 15th. Or it's 9 what, in the morning. Just I know what Matt and I would be doing. Yeah. You'd be going Killing. Risk, risk, <laughs> it, risk it to get the best. I say, just, I'm going to get in there super early. What about super early? How about that? I guess it all depends on the moon phase. It all depends on the wind. And if it's a bright moon, <laughs> I sure a, as hell wouldn't be going across the field. moon phase, God. That's one thing that we wanted someone to come on here. I don't, <laughs> he wants to say moon phase, I'm going to drill him. I, I think he, he, he meant like I, full moon. If bright. it's a full bright moon, like you can see a couple hundred yards, I ain't going in there in the morning. I'm staying the hell out of there. I'm letting him go back to bed before I even try to make an attempt to go in there. Man, I... <laughs> If you just kill them uh, while they're a, there, that's the first time anybody's um, hung a camera or even hunted over there. And um, I was. Can I at, say something? Can I say Yeah, something? go ahead. So I walked. Oh, no, 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 so, no, 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 no. You cannot yeah. say <laughs> this. So let me say this. So I walked Tony's property about five years ago, right? Shed hunting, right? So we're walking. He walks me, you know, we're walking, we're walking. And I find a nice shed. And we hit this spot, dude. And I'm like, we've been walking for like hours. We covered like 80 acres, you know. I'm like, dude. This is it. I'm like, this is the spot. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, this, this ain't it. This ain't it. I'm like, dude, I'm like, talk to this neighbor. Get access right here. Hang a stand right in this area. Hang a trail camera. Money. What's he do last year? Does exactly what I says. Kills a nice buck. Yeah, kills a nice buck. And, and then gets this trail cam pick after trail cam pick. I'm like, dude, your access is perfect. Your wind's perfect. I'm like, this is absolute money. I'm like, this is where you need to be. That's money. Yeah, that's yeah. money. That's money. Yeah. Coming back to that. My defense is: What do you guys think about sanctuaries? We don't really have any farms where you have big enough, big enough spots to have a sanctuary. So the neighbors are the sanctuaries for us, because most of our neighbors don't even hunt till gun season. Yeah. So you've got a sanctuary up until November eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth. And at the, that time, the deer are getting pushed around so much they don't have right, a sanctuary anyways, anymore. Exactly. No. So the, the spot that I put a stand up, you know, I let Cody go in and shed hunt with me because I'm a really nice friend. <laughs> um, and he's the only one that found a shed that day, by the way. Um, you know, that was just like our little 20, 40 acre sanctuary there. And it's really thick. There's just a ridge and, you know, a couple draws. And that's where the deer are living that get to stay on our piece. And... Uh, you know, it's really turned out pretty good for my older brother. And um, this year, just you know. smoking him right on the edge. Yeah, just, he's right on the edge. <laughs> it's a really nice pinch. Um, but, you know, this year I decided, you know, I'm gonna, he's, he has moved up to Wisconsin and, and done his thing up there. So he's not You're able gonna to go home. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of moved in over there. and uh, Kind of s- set up camp over there in his tree stand. <laughs> not really. Yeah, but not really. <laughs> Um, you know, sorry, I put, bud. I, I put in my own work over there, and um, I asked. I, asked I a, trimmed the lanes out of his stand, <laughs> is what he said. <laughs> no, because he would have he would have bought me a twelve pack if I did that. <laughs> um, you know, I, I've done my work over there, and I asked a neighbor if I could access that way. That way, I'm not tromping through a hundred acres of of our piece. You know, trying to get to it, and uh, it turned out to be really good. So I'm just trying to. Th- so last year. I put a camera up over there because I was going to hunt, obviously, and I didn't have it in the right spot. And then I went to Kansas City for two weeks, and about the after the first weekend of October, 
I moved it to where I left it for the rest of the year and it was just bucks daylight early morning early October and I don't care what you say about early October morning hunt if, if that's what the deer are doing that's what the deer are doing you gotta you right. gotta go in there when they're when they're there you know what I'm saying well, I mean, you you said earlier too. You dick around most of the day at work, so I mean, you cover your own you over you cover your own time clock. So I mean, I don't know what the hell you're doing at work when you can just cover your own hours. I'd be in there hunting. Like, yeah, I'm going out. I'll be in at about ten. Oh, yeah, I got I got I got I'm going to take an early work? lunch, oh. boss. Sorry about that. Hey, you want to you want to sh- talk about showing up late to work to go hunting? Yeah. So so, I we had a we had we had a meeting at work. Me and me and homie and. uh this is just this is just for you guys at any second during the rut that you can be out in the stand you gotta be right so what what we had to be there 9 30 8 30 8 30 we had to be there at 8 30 sorry i'm missing so so i was like i'm going i'm going I got i'm going out i was like i got i got this buck on public i'm sneaking in on him i've seen him twice you know I, i'm getting close i had him at 60 yards you know couldn't get a shot now i'm coming for him right Ryan goes, you're going in on public, and you got to be at work at 8.30? I said, yeah, I'm freaking packing in a set <laughs> and camera gear, all the whole nine yards, right? So I pack in a Confident. set. I hunt. Homie's like, not going. Not go-. I'm like, I'm, okay. not, I'm not going. Let's take a pause from your story. I have to drive 47 minutes one way exactly, to my Exactly, 47. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I've timed it because I like to sleep in as late as possible <laughs> and get to my feast. So, I have to wake up at, you know, 4.30 and then drive 47 minutes and hunt. It's not light yeah. until, what, 6.45? Yeah, that's a lot. That's okay. two hours. 6.45. 6.45, it's light. Hour and a half. Your turn. Go ahead. Okay, all right. Anyways, so I go out. You know, I see a bunch of does, see a small buck. Don't see my buck. I text him. I'm like, dude. It was good this morning. A lot of deer movement. Lot, lot of stuff. It was good. It was a nice frosty morning. It was nice. It was beautiful, oh. you know. And I had I I hung a stand and like, oh man, it's a money spot, you know. I'm like, Here's and I the left money it. Thing. I left it. I left it the rest of the year, Hunt. and uh, didn't didn't hunt it again. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> homie pulls his trail cam picture. Not what was it? Eight eight twenty five. Eight forty five. Oh, eight forty five. This buck comes strolling through. The only reason it... So we re- had to be at work at 9.30. We had to be at work at 8.30. Hour and a half start for everybody to come from an hour away no. to hunt. So, but the one thing I'm thinking is, you know, maybe that buck was... I mean, he was only on the trail came at, you know, 9.30, but he could have been 20 yards for an hour. Giant. You know, you know what In I'm the saying? In daylight, right by my the tar- My target buck, two years ago, he's a wide 10. This last year, he's a wide nine, just, you know, like you're talking about saggy skin, at least five and a half, and I wasn't there. And then when I get a trail cam pick of him, that son of a bitch is just looking right at the camera, right into my soul. I actually saw that picture on your Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. That is it. Yeah, center frame, just Just, just laughing at you. Like you could have hunted today. I could have. And, you know... I, I don't know what the other action was that morning on the camera probably because good. I just delete I just delete all the does. It probably was good. <laughs> if he's if he's coming strolling through. Um that was the last pictures I had of him. I'm hoping he shows back up this year. Probably got shot <laughs> on the neighbors. <laughs> that deer that deer is at least six and a half this year. Um <laughs> yeah. 
So, you know, he could he could have just been hanging out for for forty minutes doing nothing. Yeah, you just know, and, and I, and he was probably yeah, laying around he, scratching his balls and yeah, exactly. doing all kinds you of know, stuff underneath your stand, licking your ladder and shit. Yeah. <laughs> if he's do if he's there doing that, I'm not getting out of the stand. No, I'm calling in straight up. I'm calling Cody, be like, "Hey, dude, tell the boss I'm gonna be late, and then you're gonna miss the." Last afternoon of work because you're coming to drag the son of a bitch out. Yeah. yeah. Coming to party. <laughs> coming to party. Yeah. I ain't leaving. Dug in like a tick. Got the flu. Sorry. Family emergency, boss. Yeah. Kids are sick. <laughs> yeah. Kids are sick. We got to stay home. All right. What do you want to cover here? Um. All right. I want a one-letter answer. Or not a one-letter. One-letter answer. Just, just uh, T. Right. Just a straight-up answer. <laughs> <laughs> just a straight-up answer from you guys. Matt, what is the biggest deer you shot score-wise? 195 and 5 eighths gross. Jesse, what is the biggest deer you shot? 175 and oh my God. 2 eighths. Okay, moving on. A couple of rookies <laughs> um, Matt, I mean, Cody and I have been watching Last Breath, and um, you guys as listeners should be watching Last Breath because they're putting out some killer content. Um, one thing that a lot of people are not putting out that you guys did is you getting down on some hand fishing? I'm gonna I'm gonna get your feel on some hand fishing, man. Oh well, it's uh, becoming quite uh, the popular pastime for a lot of people here anymore, and it's uh, more sacred to me than it is to some. Uh, it's just like showing everybody you know your favorite mushroom in spot. You just don't. You just a lot of times you just don't talk about it. You maybe describe a few features, but sometimes it's often too much. You give people an idea of where you're at, so I, I just kind of try to keep it as discreet as possible. <laughs> in the water, in the water, in the water, most of the time brown water. Brown water, <laughs> muddy. Yeah. Actually, got me sick this last week because, you know, it was had some E. coli floating around in it prior to this month. I don't know if I got E. coli or not, but I got a sinus <laughs> infection from being in the water. Yeah. Um, no, it's. Uh, Arms are actually tore up right now from it. I mean, yeah. it's uh, something I've done for fit close to 15, 16 years now, and finally gained enough knowledge where it's it's pretty. I don't have to mess around fishing, you know, everything that I can see. I fished this spot for so many years now. I don't have to check everything that's out there to find the fish I want to find. I have five, six spots I know that I can just drive the boat right to, and it's takes me half as much time i don't have to be there all day getting sunburned having people sit in the boat getting all grouchy from sitting there all day filming when they're there and well, i like to go just have a couple beers and yeah, just watch right. you <laughs> <laughs> you can't give up your spots I man well, well my cousin my cousin took his boss fishing and uh now his boss takes his spot oh my god so no. his boss is checking I've it been ev- there his boss checking it every three four days and pulling fish out left and right and not even offering to take the guy that showed him where it was at yeah i've been there man you can't do that you, you just don't hand just... fishing's like it's cool to take a buddy but you don't want to take a lot of your buddies <laughs> you don't want to you got to take the right buddy yeah, I've, you... I, how many times am i for you to go hand fishing uh two or three how many times you've been zero yeah zero. <laughs> <laughs> i just it's this it's taken it took me a long time to find a spot that's actually worth going to i gotta drive a little ways to get there but when it when the getting's good it's it's three four five flathead kind of day plus 20 plus pound fish kind of day yeah and it's it's quite the blast i mean we just caught four over 20 pounds this last weekend 
Yeah, check out that episode, guys. That's just just cool to like, you know, when when it's this time of year to get something different than hunting on an episode. You know that a lot of people don't do. Just get a a fresh feel and hand fishing, and the way you guys edit it and and produce it is is awesome too. You know, and plus you're catching huge big, fish, big fish. You know, you know? giant it, fish. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's quite quite the ordeal. You know, you, yeah. I mean, you're you're right up there with Hannah Barron right there. Yeah, I've talked to her a few times. I mean, if if we were able to sink, you know, stuff in the water like they were, it it, it would be yeah, totally and it'd stuff. be totally different. Game, I mean, and and honestly, you know, I'm glad the way they do things. They meet fish some days, and they don't some days. They'll throw fish back. They'll just you know yeah. like clip their fins or whatever, and know so if they, they caught know, that fish yeah. again on the next year, maybe even a week later. I like the way they they do things, but there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there at least around here that are too greedy mm-hmm. and i throw females back that are full eggs because yep. if you don't preserve the fish you're not going to have any and you take a 20 plus pound flathead that's got a belly just sagging full of eggs just ready to blow up she's got ten thousand baby flatheads in her granted 65 or 75 percent of them probably aren't going to survive past first year because they're going to get sucked up by something else but you know you gotta you gotta preserve these resources or we're not going to have them yeah, that's our big thing. If we catch any flats in our river, because the flatters, we used to catch them a lot, you know, eight years ago, ten years ago, and now we don't. So now we release everything. Take pictures release and release. Because, like, channels, we'll take channels all day, you know. Yeah. But we, we're not catching the the quality of fish you got, you guys are. Right, you know? right. We're catching smaller fish. But, you know, you catch a 40, 50-pound flat, that's an old fish. Yep. I mean. A yeah. lot of people, you know, they're scru- they scrutinize that because you know that fish has been there for you know God knows how many years, but in this in this section of the river, I'm catching them year in and year out, and I'm taking you know three, four, five fish a year, yeah. and it's not. And as far as I, the eight years I've been fishing that place, it hasn't hurt the population at all because no. I'm still catching that same amount of people, big fish every yeah. single year. People would be blown away by if they knew the amount of fish that was in a river. And the amount of big God, fish yeah. that are actually yeah. there. That just don't bite. You know, yeah, they don't right. bite hooks. They don't need they, to. Yeah, they don't need to because they can get food, you know. Or, you know, people people fish like they're fishing during the spawn when the big fish are nesting hard. Yep. Yep. They never well, even... the thing is there yeah. was that catfishing tournament the other day. And, yeah. And no, they, they had, who knows how the, long they were sitting there. I think the winner had like 30 pounds of 30 pounds of channel cat and their biggest fish was like six pounds matt, like, matt caught that fish were 30 yards from that boat that 50 pounder 30 <laughs> yards from a boat and they'd yeah. been sitting there for probably six an hour probably at least an hour or yeah. an hour and a half and, and they, they had, had no had idea they hadn't had, had a bite had no it's idea because it's, it's, it's protecting eggs or if they're exactly. in there getting their nest ready or whatever they're not worried about eating no. they're worried about protecting eggs you know and one a lot thing, of people fish during this time of the year which channel cats and flatheads spawn a little bit different so there's still fish to catch yeah but the it's ones not, you want you yeah. gotta you gotta fish accordingly yeah yeah exactly. i mean you're, you're gonna have a 50 you know these 30 pound 20 pound plus fish you know july 20th or june 20th through july 20th you're not gonna catch a lot of them you'll catch a few that have spawned early and you know went back to the river but you're just not gonna catch a lot of them because they're they're nesting ron real yeah yeah but if, if when they're when they're in, they're in, and it's they're dug in like a tick for. And I did some reading. Usually eight eight to ten days, a male will sit on the eggs after they've been laid before he leaves. So I mean, you got to figure out. You know, sixty eighty percent of your big fish are nesting. You're you're just not going to get your bites because yeah. they're they're in there for 
you know, a week, a week and a half yeah. before they're even going to come back out of the water or back into the water where they can bite again. And then I'm sure their appetite's pretty feisty by then. But yeah, I don't. It's uh, one of the things I'm glad my dad taught me at such a young age. I was, I mean, I was in a Snoopy life jacket, you know, way back when going <laughs> hand fishing. Yes. You know, it, it's been something that we've been doing for a long, long time, and. I can't. I'm really excited for when my son gets to go here in oh, yeah. six, eight years, and he can start, you know, grabbing channel cats. And then when he gets big enough, he can start handling some flatheads. When he's in his teenage years, he won't. I won't let him get in anything big and break his wrist or nothing before he's ready. Gotcha. Well, that, I mean, that's something we haven't covered on on the podcast yet. Um, I know I've got a pretty good buddy who just is doing big things with a rod and wheel, rod and reel with some catfish and i mean it seems like every time he goes fishing i mean he just got that spot like you got you know right. he's just knocking out giants right. um but he's doing on rod and reel and i he's got like weird days off he's got like wednesday friday off so it's kind of hard to, to schedule him here um before we wrap this up i want to get um jesse what, what do you got on tap to to go hunt this year for last breath tv this year i have uh i'm nothing I'm not going anywhere. Um, I'm saving my money to go on a. Um, I've already booked the hunt and bought my preference point to go for next year. I'm going rifle antelope hunting in Montana next year. This year, I'm doing nothing. I know some of the other guys are going out to Colorado, but I'm saving my vacation. I think Garrett time. mentioned something about somebody going to South Dakota. They went turkey hunting we, in South we, Dakota this we went, spring. We went to turkey. We went to South Dakota turkey hunting this okay. spring uh, in the snow. That was interesting. Okay. But uh, not that I know of. Um, At least not this, that we're aware of at this, at this point in time. Nobody's really doing anything too crazy other than killing big bucks. So, so Matt, you don't have nothing, I, nothing coming as up? As far as I'm concerned, I'm not paying for another four or $5,000 hunt unless it's you know pretty solid gotta have horns (laughs) pretty unless it's gonna be a pretty solid opportunity that i'm gonna get a crack drawing my bow all right so garrett said you guys are you and garrett and jesse are talking about an early season north dakota trip we 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 went last year to north dakota and it's kind of been talked about maybe going back this year because i've got an extra week of vacation but i guess it's up in the air for sure can you pass vacation over? I, no, I can't. I wish Man. I could. We talk to people. You're that on like, vacation sixty hours a week. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. we talk to people that are like, yeah, if I work any overtime, I can use that as vacation. I wish I. I'm like, my job oh doesn't. Oh my allow gosh, that. dude! If I could, I do. do that. I know jobs that do, but no. my job. If you're not there working, you're yeah. not making any money we went, unless, like, unless you're living on unemployment for a couple weeks. <laughs> we went to North Dakota last year. It was a blast. North Dakota's weird. Like, if you don't, I don't know. You guys might not know this, but like, if it's if it is not posted, no trespassing, you can go on it. Yeah. So like, you if you free range wherever yep, the hell you want. Free to go. range. If it's not posted, no trespassing. It doesn't matter if, you know, it doesn't matter anything. You can go. It's legal. Wow. And it's legal crazy. Beagle. Yep. So like we we found a, a a pretty good piece and put some trail cameras up. We were only there for a week and and uh, we hunted it hard, and we had like four or five deer we were gonna shoot. Uh, that were 130 or bigger, and one night it was like freaking 
85 degrees or something and this guy we watched him we were in the stand at like I don't know it was pretty early and this guy walked across the bean field for probably a mile to come to come to this place and it's he's swatting mosquitoes the whole time because it was so hot <laughs> mosquitoes were horrible they're like, like blue jays yep if it's not posted no trespassing you you have free reign to go on it wow so it's it's but we've we've talked about going back this year but uh possibly in the works maybe we'll i see. like to ask this question um on most episodes i try to but uh you guys both shot awesome deer multiple deer you know you're producing film and stuff but if you could say one thing individually that makes you a better hunter that you could just tell someone that is a uh you know just start now or even you know someone that's been doing it forever what would it be i know i'm putting you on the spot but you're gonna make me go first uh, yeah make you go first so then <laughs> be patient okay i mean hunt from the ground yeah hunt from the ground, ground. <laughs> i mean i it's everybody knows this that has hunted for any, any amount of time you know patience is a virtue i mean you want to kill big deer you got to put in your time i mean some people are lucky and they go out their first you know year and kill a giant but a lot of people i've you know like my mother she started bow hunting a few years ago and she's hunted for four or five years now and she hasn't even had an opportunity at a like a good opportunity at killing a big deer and she just you know you just got to be patient your time will come your time will come and you will get a big one eventually um i'm i'm gonna say <laughs> just just hunt smart and and play the wind and and do everything you, you possibly can to do do it all right a lot of people get get pretty like matt said be patient a lot of people get pretty um they think it's that time of the year and they, they get just, discouraged they go they go for it or or you st- even though it's you know November, you know, deer are going to be up on their feet. You still have to hunt right. If you don't hunt right, you know your your success rate or or opportunity rate is gonna is probably going to decline. And if you don't have the right farm, you're you know, right. You, you can't you gotta have you got to have does. Can't you gotta, kill. You can't kill. You can't kill what's not there. You can't kill. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. can't kill what's not there. You can There's not a 180 inch deer behind every tree in Illinois. There's not. <laughs> I don't care what they say on TV, but there's not. No. All right. Early October. Last year, Bucks Daylight, you're going in this year to hunt them hard. Going in. Risk in it to morning. get the biscuit. There you go. Risk it to get... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that every podcast until... You kill something. October 4th. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like October 4th. I'm going to say October 6th this year, I'm going to get a text from Ryan saying, I shot this buck. I risked it, and I damn sure got the biscuit. <laughs> I got October 15th, two, two bucks the last three years, so that's like my day, man. What's November 4th through the 8th is mine. Yeah, I don't, killed a couple on Veterans Day on the, you know, November 4th, I've killed three bucks. November 6th, I've killed two bucks. You know, everybody's got their all day. Pope and, all Pope and Young, I mean, the one fun, there's, there's several nice days in there that are the one, stellar. Yeah. We can't thank you guys enough coming on. This has been a blast, man. We could just do this for like a whole another two I mean, hours. We've, we've been here for like almost four hours now, you know? Have you? <laughs> Have it really been four hours? No, it's yeah. been three. It's been three. Shit. Still. Yeah. Hey, but you it's know, right. when you're talking deer hunting, it's kind of yeah. hard to stop. Yeah. Bush lights and deer hunt, man. It just They just flow. It's just cracking it's cold ones and talking about shooting deer. Heck you know, yeah. you, you can't beat that kind of stuff. We can't thank you guys enough, man. This has been a blast. Appreciate, Appreciate you having us, yep, guys. Absolutely. Yep. Check out Last Breath. I mean, yeah, where can they find you guys? Vimeo, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Carbon TV. Carbon TV. 
if there's a network out there that's yeah. you know knowledgeable to the general public, you're going to find us there. Yeah, we I, uh, we announced at the launch party that we are going to we are going to be on the Pursuit Channel in the fourth quarter, showing a couple episodes. So stellar, you can find I'm us there. About that. That's you can actually be, watch us on TV. That's going to be big yeah. for you guys. So if man. anybody out there has Pursuit Channel, yeah. I need to come over and watch it because yeah, I don't have Pursuit Channel. <laughs> I don't even have cable. Yeah, I don't party cable. Yeah, party, party, yeah. party rides. Yeah, but yeah, you I'm got. Not bre- I'm not buying beer, but you can come over and watch <laughs> yeah. it. Just bring the beer. <laughs> Just to our listeners, you guys. I mean, that this team and these guys are putting out high quality, edited, uh, different than almost anybody out there. I mean, it's so like it's. I say next level a lot, but these guys are next level because they are. It's not your typical hunt. I mean, it's they're telling a story. The music is awesome. The B roll is awesome. Everything ties together. I mean, and the image quality. Yeah, the image quality, and then what my favorite is the people that are behind it. Like they show the funny side. You get to know a little bit more about the people's personalities. You know, they don't act like they're some famous hunter. They're relatable guys that have come like on a podcast like this and talk for three hours about deer hunting. You know what I mean? You, you get to see Garrett in his kitchen cooking steak like he knows how to cook a steak. Yeah, and he's talking about how Logan's ass stinks on the <laughs> yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, you, can't, you ain't going to see that anywhere else. You ain't going to see that anywhere else. I mean, these are just real-ass guys putting out high-quality product. I mean, I, I cannot say enough about you guys. Uh your launch party next year, we're going to try to get as many people as we can come to that thing. You, you tell if me you how know, many tickets. don't show up. If yeah. you tell me how many p- tickets you need, I'll get you I'm going to try to bring a freaking busload because That'll you guys be. If you don't come, it. you're completely missing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you do missing. not go to that launch party. Me, like, that was one thing. That was one of the biggest things that we have gained from this podcast, just the knowledge that that exists. Because if we didn't have this – we would have never known about that. And we heard about that, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And then we went, and I was like, oh, my God. Dude, the amount of stuff you gave away, you did it local. Like, you could have went to some big city to reach new people, but you did it to the people yep. from when you guys started a long time ago. And then when you guys see the, the, the episodes they're going to release, you know, from this point on, and then when you go to that party, you get a teaser for the shit that's happening this fall for next year to come out. Yeah, and you just get jacked because it's better. Oh. It's better. You know what I mean? We it's just, just hope we can keep getting better oh, and better yeah. every oh, fall. Man. If you guys get any better, I'm never going to be able to catch up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Motherfucker, dude. It's, yeah. uh, you guys are... I mean, it, you guys are... Cr- I, I, told, I told Garrett this. You guys are honestly absolutely crushing it. And what's weird is like every, when you, we talk to you guys, you guys... It's the same thing with me and, and me and homie. We think about how we were podcasting six months ago sure. and we think it's garbage and the same way you guys think you know Matt, we could do so much better yeah, oh, and that's absolutely. why you guys keep getting better and that's you know the same reason we try to keep getting better too is you guys don't ever you're not ever satisfied you don't ever give up exactly. you know but you guys honestly we're not trying to blow you on the podcast we're we yeah. we i mean that's why we share your stuff you guys are killer i mean your stuff is amazing we appreciate that i appreciate and it. a lot of people will say you know that common phrase don't poke the bear well we poke the bear when it comes to each other you gotta <laughs> poke yeah. you gotta poke the bear yeah. in order to get the best out of each other now, i'm always telling homie shit that we should be doing i'm like man we should be doing this <laughs> we should be doing that and i'm the workload i put on him because he's like the tech guy you know and i you know he he always comes through but that's the thing you know, matt and i sit and text 
all day long about shots. My fiance gets pissed. You talk to him more than you talk to me. Yeah, shots. Yeah. We need Come on, to hit. Yeah. Or, I'll, I'll spend like I'll spend like an hour on the phone. You just with, saw him yeah. yesterday. What yeah. did you possibly talk about now that you didn't always talk about something, yesterday? Always Bro, something, man. man. Just never pictures ending. we need to take. The mind, yeah. the mind is take, constantly rolling. Deer we need to talk about. Or, Dude, their pictures are just yeah, out of this your world. Your guys' picture qualities. And I, I just talked to Cody for two hours on the phone today, and I was just, we were just talking about your guys, and I was like, you know. We're thinking of an intro for our, our hunts this year and stuff. And I was just like, dude, we, you know, we just need to get some good pictures. And I was like, you know, we got this, we got that. I was like, dude, it's just so much time. Yeah. And then, to, I mean, before your guys' launch party, you guys are rolling all the pictures you have. And now that I sit back and think about it, like I was sitting, I was thinking this when I was there. I can't fathom the amount of time you guys have just taking pictures yeah props to you guys man the the amount of work workload the amount of work that you guys do let alone just hunting which you guys love the amount of work that you guys are putting into this it's it's good it's incredible dude and i don't think people realize that when they see it on the tv they don't understand how much work you know we had a guy who's a, a freelance field film photographer here on the podcast for Team 200 and uh, Red Arrow and stuff right. like that. And he's telling me that there's 40 hours in an episode and stuff, a film, you know, for yeah, them guys. Sure. I'm like, I can't fathom the amount of workload that you guys have. You're carrying all the stuff to the stand. You're filming. You're always thinking about how to get better. You're try- And then on top of that, you're trying to kill deer. awesome right. deer. You know, right. not just deer, awesome deer. You know what I mean? And, and mind you, this is all done after we work in a day's yeah. time. You and you know, guys we're are not full, just doing yeah. this shit traveling around 10 states a year hunting. We're doing this shit freaking 4 and o'clock thing, to dark, you yeah. know, 3 o'clock to dark. We're getting off work, showering, and getting our ass out there in the woods. Yeah. yeah. And we're taking, making every second count. One thing I will say is the amount of stuff that you guys do non-outfitter, that's why me and homie like you a lot, man, because – you watch a lot of hunting shows. It's freaking yep. outfitter, 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 outfitter. Okay, these guys are crushing big deer, but they're not relatable. And, right. You know, and like just like this podcast, we want to have relatable people, and I want to watch relatable hunting. You guys are hunting small properties. You're getting it done, super high quality. When you could be like, okay, I'm gonna pay. You know, I'm gonna pay X amount of money, and then I hate it when they show that. Oh, this is a four-year-old. You know, this is some trail cam pictures. They've never seen that deer before. Right. They're getting some trail cam pictures. They and they're trying they to create they a story. Work. When you guys have the whole story, you've been putting in work for three, four years on this buck, and it's finally coming together. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think your your film and your team means more to me to watch True. than a lot of other people that do it. Because a lot of other people, they don't, they're not putting the time in that you guys are putting in. We just we just blew you up on a podcast, <laughs> but we just want to I'm say a little thank raw you. downstairs yeah, right now. You <laughs> are, but, but yeah, I appreciate I mean, all that though. Oh, yeah, 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 we, yeah, yeah, that means a lot. Yeah, you guys are you guys are doing awesome we stuff. We only hope everybody thinks as highly of us as you I guys do. I think people do. If then if they don't, they don't understand how much work you guys are putting in. No. But if you guys come to the launch party with us, <laughs> you guys understand, understand how cool these people are. And you know. you'll probably leave with something. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee. You leave I guarantee you'll I mean, leave with something. We yeah. gave. I can't even. I don't even. I got know yelled. Much. I got yelled at for hiking t-shirts between my legs like a football this I'm year. I'm not sure. I was taking too much time. How much stuff we gave away? I don't it know how much stuff you gave away, but I got. I got this hat that I've been wearing for since like every day. Looks now good. I gotta pay five dollars to get another $5. badass yeah, one to get it. But uh, yeah, and uh, I got a. Uh, 
Some NA plea quick flatches. Yeah. I got and the benefit to everybody is it's completely free. Oh, Just no, show exactly. your and ass up. Free beer. Free beer. I mean, free gee, gear. Free, free beer. Free, entry. free badass guys... film. Free gear. I mean, like, come on, man. I can't even. Yeah, yeah. You guys, if you guys want to come, let us know. We'll get, we'll get the tickets. They already said we'll bring three hundred people. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Yeah. The more the merrier. Yeah. Exactly. So I would say you look like you want to throw something up to the upper deck. <laughs> we're always for a good old fashioned gangbang. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna get off here. Uh, more to come from these guys. Yeah, more to come for these guys. We had so much fun with Matt and Jesse from Last Breath TV that we wanted to make it two episodes for you guys. And uh, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> it's fine. I just it's on the wrong track. Oh I just man! To slide it up. Yeah, homie's just over there, just sweating bullets. But <sighs> we want to make two episodes for you. Um, you do not want to miss next week where we cover. What do we cover, homie? We cover a bunch of stories and a bunch of... The fun just, stuff. Yeah, the bunch we of bullshit. We just kept cracking bush lights and just kept letting her flow. So you guys do not want to miss next week's episode where we finish up with the Last Breath Boys. Um, hopefully we have a lot more coming from this team. You guys got to check them out, man. Check them out this episode and then the next episode, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. All right. You ready for next week? I hope you guys enjoy.